A few years ago, one of the kids in my online coaching program said to me, Coach Rebecca, I wish we could just go to a gym and have you as our coach. We would all be so happy and so confident. And that warmed my heart and I was like, oh my gosh, that would be the best. And that comment stuck with me for years. So now I'm going to do something about it. I am inviting gymnasts from all over the country to join me for the first ever Confident Gymnast Camp this August 3rd and 4th. This camp is all about breaking through mental blocks. So if you're struggling with a skill and you want me and my team to help you break through in real time, then check out confidentgymnast.com for details. Hi guys, on today's podcast, I'm going to be talking to you about what to say when your athlete fails big time in competition. I know you care so much, so do I, and then you watch your kid blow it on the competition floor, and you're like, what do I say? So today I'm going to be talking about how to help them deal with the big emotions that happen when things don't go right, how to deal with your own emotions, and why these moments are so important to building confidence overall. All right, here we go. Welcome to the Perform Happy Podcast where athletes and their support squad come to learn the secret weapon for sports success. I'm your host, Rebecca Smith. First, I was a scaredy cat gymnast, then a coach. Now I'm a sports psychology expert and a parent. Athletes, whether you're feeling stuck or you're having the best season of your life, I'm here to help you reach peak performance and maximum enjoyment. Hey everybody, it's me, Coach Rebecca. It's nice to be with you again. Um, Today I'm excited to answer a question from a brand new member of the Perform Happy community. She posted today and I was just so excited that she was diving in right away. Like this is how I roll. When I am in a community, I am like, here are my questions. Help, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. So I'm so glad that she's digging right in. Um, I'm gonna read her question. Let's get right to it. So she says, I'm new, help. What do we do or say when I see the disappointment in my daughter's face when she doesn't nail a stunt, so her daughter's a cheerleader, after saying she tried her hardest to stay confident and positive, or when she goes the opposite way and just gets an attitude and says, I can't do this anymore, it breaks my heart. And as a mom of two little girls, the idea of my girl getting out there, putting her pride on the line and trying her best and then blowing it is totally heartbreaking. It's like the worst case scenario. So I want to first acknowledge you, mom who asked this question, and every mom out there who, and every dad who has seen their kid with that look where they look at you and they just look so disappointed. You see their shoulders hunched. You see all of the excitement for their sport just drain out of their bodies after they have a mistake, and especially in competition. So I want to acknowledge you for caring. You know, you are a good parent. You really love your child. Obviously, you want to take the pain away. You see those moments and you just want to you just want to love them and you want to fix it. And I totally get it. I like absolutely have a tendency to be like, I want to fix it right now. I don't want my baby to hurt. But um there's that we can't, right? First of all, we actually can't fix it. And I'm going to tell you why we don't want to fix it. So first of all, I'm going to tell you what to do instead. First thing you want to do. So if your athlete is coming to you after that competition or they're getting in the car and they are just 
full of negativity or they're like, I tried to be positive. I tried so hard or I'm the worst. I hate this. I want to quit. Whatever, whatever emotional reaction is coming out of their mouths. Acknowledge the emotion. So I think one of the biggest mistakes that parents make is that they go, well, we don't have to do this if this is so stressful or hard. That is not what they're looking for. They're not looking for a solution. They're not looking for, well, we could get you a private lesson or, oh, we can try this. Or maybe if you work with this coach or whatever, that's not what they want. When they have just totally blown it in their eyes and probably in yours, and they come in and they're saying, that was the worst practice. I'm terrible. I, I'm so horrible. I hate this. What you don't want to say is, here are all the ways I think we can fix this. Or, well, what should you have done differently? Or they don't want your advice. They don't want your guidance. They don't want any of that. Imagine if you just had the worst day at work and you blew it, like you blew it big time, super embarrassing. And then you go home and your spouse is like, well, what you need to do is you need to work harder and let's figure out how to, you know, get this to the place where you can. They're like, ew, no. Like I would not want to hear that from my spouse. I would want him to say, oh, hon, that's awful. Let me make you dinner. You know, oh, thank you. I would love that. Just have something lifted off of my, off my plate. Okay. So instead of saying, oh no, here's what we should do to fix it. You only just, just acknowledge the feelings. I could see the disappointment in your face out there. That felt like the worst practice, huh? You know, she said, oh, it's the worst practice. That felt like the worst practice. And I go into this in detail in the peak performance parenting course, exactly how to do this communication method. But you're, you know, just the basics are you're, you're reflecting back. You're letting her know you hear her. She is understood. You are with her. And you're saying, that's so hard. I'm here with you. You know, you take her under your arm and you're like, I am here with you, buddy. And that's it. What happens is if you get in the habit of connecting with your child's distress, so you're there, you're not taking it on, you're not making it go away, you're not fixing it, you're connecting with it and you're empathizing and you're having that compassion of like, oh, sweetheart, that's got to be so hard. And that's it. That encourages resilience because they feel caught, they feel supported, they feel like you are a firm foundation from which they can go out and try again. If you take away your child's distress, that actually encourages anxiety because what it teaches the kid is that they can't cope with anxiety without you. You are the solution to their anxiety. We don't want that. We want these kids to go and be grownups and go out into the world and be their own solution to their anxiety or their disappointment or their anger or their fear. We want them to be able to go, oh, self, this is so hard. And I can do hard things. That's what we want them to know. And these moments are where your little 10 year old or 11 year old or 12 year old gets to learn, I can do hard things. Even though she feels like she can't survive it, or you might be secretly feeling that too, we're just going to hold it and just be with it. So we can't change that feeling for them, but we can change our relationship to the feeling. So instead of being afraid of the discomfort for them. They're afraid of the discomfort. Everyone's running away from the discomfort. That creates this frantic, anxious energy, which does not create resilience. It actually makes this like resistance to hard things. Like, oh, I can't handle hard things. I'll be so disappointed. It will be so hard. I can't deal. This is too hard. Instead, you go, well, this feels uncomfortable. And instead of running away from this feeling, I'm going to work to improve my tolerance for this feeling. And athletes, 
at the very top are very, they're very used to discomfort and they have a high tolerance for discomfort. Anxiety, nerves are such a huge part of competing, of doing anything where you have a big goal. Anxiety is a big part of it. So you have to be able to be okay being uncomfortable, be comfortable being uncomfortable. So our goal for our kids is not to take away their discomfort, but improve their tolerance for distress by being with them and helping create a container where if it feels too big for them to hold, you can hold it with them. Then, you know, just showing them that you're present, that you understand, that you support them, that you're not trying to solve their problems helps them to be more resilient because it also kind of gets their brain geared up for solving their own problems. This is hard. It feels hard because it is. I'm not going anywhere. I'm right here with you. This is hard, buddy. I love you. That's your job. Okay. So we're not trying to free them from the fear or the worry. We're just being there with them. So I want you to think for a second, what are you anxious about? or trying to fix for your child right now. For me, it's like always social. I always want to make sure, who did you hang out with? Do you have friends? You know, I was so, I was always the new kid. So I'm like, I want her to have friends so bad. So think for you, what is that thing that you're trying to fix for your kid right now? Now, I want you to take a second and tap into that discomfort. Like my discomfort comes from my childhood, not hers. And your discomfort might come from your childhood too, or might just be from watching your baby suffer. And I want you to take a second and just go, okay, I feel you feeling. I know that this anxious feeling is there. You can even talk directly to it. Like, I'm here with you. I feel you. I hear you. And I'm not going anywhere. And instead of trying to run away from the discomfort, you're kind of walking into it and going, come here. I got you. You know, and even putting a hand over your heart can be helpful here. Having that moment of self-compassion, telling yourself, this is hard. This is a big feeling. I'm with you. I'm so sorry that you're feeling this way. I'm here with you. It's weird, right? To be, you know, these types of moms like I am who just want to fix. I'm like, I know the solution. I can pull up the article that tells you exactly how to solve this problem. Let's go. But that is not what our kids need from us. So in in peak performance parenting, which is a, I think I mentioned that, And the Perform Happy community, it's a lot of P's, isn't it? You'll learn why athletes don't compete like they practice. So kind of what sets them up for these big disappointments in competition, effective strategies, like how to communicate. I call it Jedi mind tricks to help them open up so that they will learn to solve their own problems. But if you're not there yet and going to practice creates a lot of emotion for you, the parent, maybe don't go to practice for a little bit, you know, and just do your parent training. Learn how to be self-compassionate. Learn how to hold that with her and not solve it. And then you can go back in and practice it in baby steps. And one other thing I want to mention. Now, I'm going to disclaimer, this is not your job to know, parents. But I want you to understand what your kid's going through after a fail. So like I said, we're not trying to solve their problems. But I want you to understand kind of what the process is that they'll need to do on their own. When somebody has a fail or a fall or a mistake, or they just blow it in competition or in practice or whatever, that is a huge part of the learning process. It is a critical part of the learning process. And after a competition, a good coach is going to help a team reflect on what worked and what didn't, then get to work strengthening those weaknesses so that next time they go out and they're better. That's the job of a coach. And that's the job of an athlete too, to reflect and go, well, this fell, this stunt fell because X, Y, and Z. 
here's what I can control within those elements. This is what I'm going to work on this week. And my goal is to keep that stunt up next time. And in order to do that, I'm going to focus on what I can control, which is my form, my focus, my rhythm, my communication, you know, whatever it needs to improve. So then she gets a second chance and she gets to try again and she gets to learn, which leads to valuable wisdom. And that's another thing that we teach the kids. Once the kids are ready for mental training in the Perform Happy community, we have a bunch of challenges for kids. And one of them teaches them how to turn failure into wisdom, which allows them to stop being perfectionists. It allows them to just let it happen, start trusting themselves, taking bigger risks, really going for it, going big, not playing, not to lose, not hesitating, but really unlocking their full potential because they're not afraid of failing. So to wrap it up, parents, your job is to be there. Just be with them. Let the feelings be there. Don't run away from your feelings so that they won't run away from theirs. Learn how to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And if you're going to praise anything, if you're going to say anything at the end, praise her effort. Effort, effort, effort. Even if they have not made any progress or was like, you went backwards today. You hug her and say, I'm so proud of you for showing up today. You're working hard out there and I love you. And that's it. And just know that these tough days are not only are they not bad, but they're essential to helping your athlete become the athlete she's going to be or he's going to be. All right. I will catch up with this mom in the Perform Happy community. If any of you are like, what is this community? Let me in. We are going to be opening the doors sometime kind of next quarter, spring. So get yourself on the wait list if you're not already. So you'll be the first to know. You can do that at performhappy.com. We would love to have you and I'll see you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Perform Happy Podcast. If you're ready to unlock your maximum sport potential, head over to performhappy.com and join us. You'll be training alongside world champion athletes and Olympic hopefuls. And I will personally take you through my research-based system for overcoming fear and mental blocks, building confidence, and finding your flow. I'm coach Rebecca Smith, and I'll see you next time.